You find yourself in the Fey Wilds, a beautiful, awe-inspiring land, and also a very dangerous place for an unprepared adventurer such as yourself. While I could bore you with the details of how you ended up here, the mistakes you made, the deals you took, I'll spare you that story. Because right now, dusk is starting to shift into night. The time when the Fey Wilds become a very different place. You've heard stories of what stalks those lands at night. The dark fur, the golden yellow eyes, the way the beasts twist your senses and use them against you. Funny enough, you won't even know until it's too late what's been hunting you through the, these dark woods. You stumble through the forest, scared, alone. And as you turn the corner, you are pinned to the ground. A giant cat. No, a displacer beast has found you. And I'm afraid that you won't make it through the night. Welcome to the ADHD Book Club podcast. Nope. nope. <laughs> it's been like three weeks since we recorded this. <laughs> You're doing great. Okay. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to Keepers of the Monster Guild. What is my intro for this? Is it just that? Yeah, we don't have like a bit for this. Welcome to Keepers of the Monster Guild. I am Cole. I use whatever pronouns you prefer. Most people use he, him. That's perfectly fine. I'm not going to fight you about it one way or another. If I were a writing utensil, I would be a pencil. A number two pencil that you use to take tests. Why? Uh, because I'm very basic and boring with a lot of my things. and But however, I am reliable. And also, yeah. I always want to experience what it would be like on the inside of a pencil sharpener. Oh, no. Hi, I'm Macha Mello. I use she, her pronouns, and if I were a writing utensil, I would be a specific brand of pencil called a Blackwing pencil by Palomino because they have weird erasers and they write the best. That looks, Am I... So that looks almost like if you put like the paintbrush for the eraser. Yeah. Like it has a like paintbrush <laughs> type of thing on the, for the, where the eraser should be. It's the best eraser, and it's like it's very like rectangular. It's my favorite writing utensil. <laughs> Fair. That's why that's why it would be that. There's no deeper meaning behind that. You know, that's under yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting either one of us to be like, oh, I'd be this 1976 dragon fountain quill pencil or fountain pen. And we're gonna talk about displacer beast. So I'm just gonna jump in so we don't get distracted again. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I'll start with their lore. So displacer beasts have inhabited the Feywild since recorded history. While it's unclear exactly where they came from and how they originally began to live in the Fey realms, it is clear that they intend to stay. Displacer beasts are known to prowl the Fey Wilds at night, being primarily nocturnal creatures. It is believed that they evolved from some other larger felines, such as panthers, but have evolved to be very different monsters from their counterparts. While they have lived in the Fey realms, they are no longer welcome there. It is believed that they were creatures of the Summer Court, 
but became twisted due to unknown events that the Fae are very secretive about. No, I can't imagine Fae why, beings why would they be having secrets. You're being silly. Uh, every fae creature I've talked to has always been upfront, honest, and truthful about everything. Never once have they ever been deceitful. Definitely not one of their character traits. No. <laughs> okay, the fae courts drove out displacer beast, mostly with our beloved blink dogs, which we have shared our research on already and we have a lot of good displacer beast info on there already as well but i'm not going to focus so much on like how they changed throughout the editions, editions like you did i'm going to focus more on like their how they behave and like That's where they're found and stuff like that Regardless of the events that led to their expulsion, they have found their way into many realms. Most notably, they can be found in the Underdark of the Material Plane, where many adventurers have fallen prey to their claws. So how do you identify a Displacer Beast? It's pretty easy. Um, they have an extra set of legs, so they have six legs for some reason, because why not? You know, more stability. More stability, and then they also have those tentacle things on their back that are... Oh, let's see. I didn't write down the length of how long those are, but they're big. Um, okay, I'm just going to read it because I can't ad-lib it. I can't <laughs> do it. Um, displacer beasts are often four to five feet tall, so they are about matcha-sized and can be up to 12 feet long. That is more than matcha-sized. Okay, I was going to say, is the four to five feet tall like them standing up like how you measure a dog, or is that just like peer off the ground? Peer off the ground, them being five feet tall and yeah. 12 feet long, that's really big. It's huge. They are going to fuck you up. And I'm not ready for that. If I die petting, petting them, that's, you know, I, I'm okay with it. It was worth it. It was worth it, probably. The tentacle whips. I can't get isekai'd. Mood. The tentacle whips on their back are of particular interest. They have a full range of motions, but cannot grip things very well. The whips are flattened on the ends, much like a squid. But unlike a squid, these have sharp, curved, hard teeth that they use to slash at foes. And they can work independently, so they can slash two foes at the same time in opposite directions, because why not? Yeah. Who doesn't want a sword tail? Two of or... them. On your back. Yeah. Doc yeah. Ock style. I don't know what that is. You don't know Doc Ock from Spider-Man? I don't do superhero stuff. But, like... Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so disappointed. Okay. No, it's okay. Austin got sad at me for not saying something recently, too. It's just my life. It's fine. <laughs> I'm used to it. Just being a disappointment. It's fine. You're not a disappointment. <laughs> so they get their name from their extraordinary ability to camouflage themselves by bending light. This ability is inherent to them, and it develops from a very young age. Displacer kittens, which is my favorite thing to say. <laughs> can take a bit of time to learn how to properly use this ability and sometimes accidentally displace themselves somewhere where they don't want to, like on the ceiling. Because who doesn't want to displace their kitten on the ceiling? Well, them, clearly. They just said yeah. they didn't intend yeah, to. Yeah, I know. I know, but they're cute and it's adorable. And okay, there's a Magic like, the Gathering card of them, which I learned today. Yeah, Tevin showed us. Uh, but, like, imagine you have a kitten, right? Uh, and you're trying to get it to not be on the counters. <laughs> oh, no. You just can't. Like you're just gonna be you stuck can't. with them. They're gonna be where they want to be. Yeah. Or where they don't want to be. They don't have control. They're a kitten. Like I already had to deal with one cat getting like into my like uh, ceiling in the basement. Oh. 
because it was like a drop ceiling type of thing that was uh, tiled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to like have a cat that can just do that without any needing any like assistance or entry point. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying, especially when they can hurt you. Yeah. Any cat can hurt you, though. Anyway. So they displace themselves by manipulating light using their dark but reflective fur. The skill comes the skill comes in their ability to throw their image believably. Even slight mistakes on the displacer beast's part can ruin their ploy. If the displacer beast is talented enough, they can quickly shift their fake position to another believable place, making it extraordinarily difficult for prey to discern the real from the fake. For those familiar with the displacer beast tactics, they are subtle there are subtle giveaways that help that help distinguish the real from the fakes. Subtle, almost invisible distortions of light can reveal the real, the real from the fake. Another surefire way to figure out where it can't. I need to slow down. Mm-hmm. Another surefire way to figure out which displacer beast is real is by simply hitting the real one. As the pain reflex. The displacer beast temporarily loses its ability to project a decoy of itself. And then another way is if you wound a displacer beast, they can't like mimic blood or other liquids. And so if they are slashed and they're showing blood, that's a really easy way to discern which one was which. Or you could throw some water on it. I love that one of the options it says for, hey, are you are you struggling to figure out which one which one of these images is real, which one is fake? Just hit the real one. Yeah. You know, come just on, normal. Easy. Come on, easy. <laughs> Why you, you can't figure out which one it is? Just hit the real one. Hit the real one. Come on. I also like that uh, the other option is just carrying a squirt gun. <laughs> yeah. Bad kitty. Bad. <laughs> they can't mimic water in their illusion, so throw a water balloon. Yep. To the Bay Wilds, you should have some of those anyway. There. I mean, I don't know why? But can't hurt. Yeah. However, that does like bring like a sort of use to like spells like uh, create water or mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, it it's actually like relevant in a battle situation. It's I mean, not often. Unless you're the uh, unless you're you're you know, you're one of the people who's like, hey, it says it can destroy up to five gallons from an open container and the human body is technically an open container, right? I feel like most DMs would be like, nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean I can I can definitely see a player doing that 100%. I could I don't think any of your characters would do it that I've experienced cuz they're usually dumb. No, dumb so, strong idiot boys. I say that with love. I mean you're not wrong. I know. The thing is like <laughs> if I was playing like a wizard maybe but also just like that's such a boring way of dealing with combat. Yeah. It's like it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to cast heat metal on their armor. So they're taking like 46 damage every turn. Like, yeah, but you can do that. There's nothing stopping you. But I don't know. It's not boring. fun. It's boring. You want to do also, cool like, shit. Like... It's also kind of evil. Yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. it's like it's like spells like, like acid splash or whatever. It's like, yeah, you're throwing acid at someone. That's kind of fucked up. Or yeah, like any of the charm spells that are like kind of just taken for granted. Like, no, that's you're fucking with somebody's like agency yeah that's kind of fucked dude yeah we don't think about that stuff that hard usually but maybe we should i feel like no like especially like that kind of stuff it's always 
it's one of those things like when you're using it, it's fine, but when the enemy uses it, it's bad. It's like yeah. I think the biggest example is like uh Star Wars. They have the whole like Jedi mind trick thing. That's problematic. You were taking away somebody's agency to like with their mind, but it's like, yeah. oh well, it's the Jedi's who are doing it, so it's fine. It's fine. We're not the bad guys. Meanwhile, like Darth Vader is just lightning bolting people and like everyone's like, Yeah, that's evil, but like, yeah. I don't know, that's kind of more quick. It's, they go fast. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't say I know I haven't really watched all the whole lot of Star Wars, but I've seen most of them. Okay, so I'm gonna yeah, go into like, their lifestyle unless you had something else to say. Uh, I was just gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very fine. Okay. <laughs> so displacer beasts are nomadic, solitary stalkers of the night. They can go over a week without food, which is good because food is not plentiful in the dark recesses in which they live. Since displacer beasts are primarily found in the Fey Wilds, they are known to have very long lifespans. Some documented to live up to like eighty years. It's a long Dang. time for that. That is well, a very that is that's older than I'm going to be when I die. Probably same though. And then they mature by the age of two, so they aren't kittens for very long. That's like such a long adult lifespan. It is. That's seventy years of them being like fully grown. The Fey Wilds is a weird, weird place. Like even adults aren't fully grown for that long. No, these are these are monsters. They can do what they want. True, 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 true. Displacer beasts are very intelligent. While not smart enough to directly communicate their thoughts and feelings, they do use expressions to display those and like their understandings of emotions. They're not as intelligent as blink dogs, but their hunting tactics often prove deadly for their prey. Body you don't need to be smart when you can just hit like a truck and also yeah. confuse the fuck out of people by yeah. making little shimmering mirrors of yourself. The hunting tactics of them is definitely like their strong suit. That's where their intelligence comes in. Mm -hmm. Body language and minor vocalizations are the way they tend to communicate. Among other displacer beasts, they will sometimes purr, chirp, or do other similar cute big cat noises. Have you ever heard a big cat like purr? Yes, all the time. I love this. I love those videos so much. <laughs> I am so glad TikTok exists so I can live out my fantasy of like cuddling with big animals. Yeah. Yeah. There is a nah, that's too to know. I will say that with like Displacer Beast and each other, they don't often get along. Um so it's usually those displays of affections are usually like confined to when they're trying to mate. Yeah. If a displacer beast encounters another one in the wild when they're not in like displacer beast heat, because that's how I'm going to say that awkwardly. DB heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when they do meet in the wild, it's usually because they're stalking the same prey and they will kill each other. One of them will win and one of them will get the prey. They don't like competing. I mean, yeah, I assume that they, so they live mostly in the underdark. Mm -hmm. Food is probably a very valuable resource that they can't risk having to split, share. Exactly. It's nice that they only have to eat like once a week, but still, mm -hmm. underdark is not known for its plentiful food sources. Okay. I want to go into like their relationships with like a few other creatures. I know we've talked a lot about blank dogs, but I have to talk about it a little bit or else we aren't talking about displacer beast. Okay. 
So as previously mentioned, displacer beasts particularly don't like blink dogs. One-on-one, a displacer beast will usually win, although there's no guarantees. Mostly, though, blink dogs don't travel alone. And displacer beasts may not abandon a hunt to slay a blink dog, but if they aren't particularly hungry, they may have found new prey. Fights with blink dogs are a dazzling experience as both creatures are battlefield tricksters attempting to outmaneuver one another. While blink dogs can truly move quicker by blinking, displacer beasts make up for their disadvantage through raw power. So they, like you said, they just tank through it. Yeah. They're stronger, tougher, mm-hmm. and can hit harder and have a bigger reach. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that helps. But when you have like 10 blink dogs, and oh, that's yeah. very the only different reason that they, story. The only reason blink dogs have a chance is because they have the number advantage and mm-hmm. they can go in attack you and teleport away yep whereas displacer beasts don't really teleport no they just have like little imaging mm-hmm. shimmer stuff exactly lately within the past few decades i don't know what time they're doing this like where this research comes from but we're just not going to question it too much displacer beasts have begun to gain the upper hand new tactics of swinging like their tentacles opposite sides simultaneously instead of both reaching for the same target have started to catch many blink dogs like not ready for it so they're they're always innovating how they fight each other which i love you know it's you know, it's a uh, evolution at its finest right there mm-hmm. so i also wanted to talk briefly about drow and them So they're probably the most experienced humanoids since they live in the Underdark. That's where you're going to find most Displacer Beasts if you're not in the Feywilds. Um, So they're known for having the best, like, reactions, best understanding. So if you're looking to fight a lot of Displacer Beasts in your campaign, 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 in your campaign, play a drow. Anyway. Um, And then... Spiders is the last one I want to talk about specifically for like the ones that they interact with the most. Spider. Spider. One type of creature in particular is voided by displacer beast, and that is spiders. Smaller spiders don't bother them, but larger specimens, driders, and especially face spiders will spook a displacer beast. Um, It seems hard to believe that these aggressive and sadistic cats would make for a good companion. However, this isn't really about the spiders anymore. I just think it's interesting that they like don't want to fight each other. Um, I don't know why I put this here. Anyway, I'm going to read it. Basically, you can be companions with it. However, if raised from a cub and with plenty of food, their lifestyles, if more at ease, make them much more... I can't read that. I don't know. I wrote that one weird. I'm just going to move on. We aren't going to read that. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. There's variations of displacer beasts. Do you want to hear about those? And then I'll be done reading at you. (laughs) I like learning about new things, new variations. So tunnel cats, the most common and well-known displacer beasts are tunnel cats. They range from the 7 to 12 feet long and with their tentacles being twice their body length. I wrote it down somewhere. So 14 to 24 feet long tentacles. Yeah from their t- god that's gross it's gross it's a lot of tentacle that don't take that out of context okay thanks all right that's gonna be a soundbite i'm gonna send to marty <laughs> thanks they have sleek black gray or purple coats and they are adept at hiding in dark places 
Another one is Fisher Cats. They're semi-aquatic variants of Displacer Beast. They're prim- primarily interested in aquatic prey. They're still solitary and moody creatures, and they're best to just, just avoid them. We don't want to fight aquatic Displacer Beast. Okay, but now I'm picturing, like, a pirate campaign, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have to fight any Displacer Beast here in the, in the middle of the ocean, and then ah, the DM's just like, surprise! <laughs> surprise, motherfucker. Here you go. Here's um, my fish a displacer beast. Hey, I have more on these, though, which make okay. them worse. So the tentacles are up to quadruple their length and have bioluminescent hairs between the tentacles' claws to attract fish. <sighs> They're less adapt to, like, slashing and more, uh, like, accustomed to stabbing their prey. So they just pierce okay. through it. I have a very, like, specific <laughs> image in my head of, like, a squid meets a displacer beast meets yeah. a swordfish. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and that's terrifying. Yeah. And they're light. So their coats are usually lighter blues and they live near remote rivers, streams, and lakes. So usually not in the ocean, but we can do whatever we want. And then the light bending that they do is more like wavy. And so it like emulates the ripples of mm-hmm. the water. So I, I like that about them. Cute. Okay, I have two more. All right. I have vine cats. So these live in like the deep forest and they prefer to roam the treetops of vast tropical forest. Their tentacles are lighter green, attached to their dull brown coats to blend into the trees and leaves. They like to hunt monkeys, lizards, and other tree dwelling animals. They're less nomadic and they just tend to like ambush their prey. Mm-hmm. And they're typically not as aggressive just because they have so much more food available yeah. to them. They're not they're a, in the underdark scavenging for scraps. Yeah. They're a lot shorter, too. They're three to five feet long, which I'm much more comfortable with. So they're like little tiny displacer beast. Um, their light bending is the most complex in execution as they can recreate the various light levels coming through the leaves of their homes. Often they project themselves in another tree that would active, actively deter prey towards their exact positions. So it's just it's helping them like funnel them their prey. So that one's that one is more in tune with how they are displayed than in uh the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Monk Honor Monk Thieves movie. Cuz in that yeah. one uh they have them, the displacer beast like fully projecting an image elsewhere mm-hmm. as opposed to like how they are normally which like they have like little shimmering things to their side. Yeah. That's neat. I still haven't know. Yeah, I that's fine. Okay, if you though. don't. I've been told I do. I got scolded last time, so. Yeah, but like I You're over right now. Things. You're over it now. You're like she doesn't need to. It's fine. It's cool. It's good. I liked it, but like, eh, do what you I'm want. Just, I'm just bad at watching things. Anyway, the last one. They are called Starlight Displacers. Ah, space so displacer beasts. Space displacer beast. So they have black coats dotted with white and yellow specks that resemble a muted starlight knight, standing seven feet tall. And 14 to 17 feet long. They stalk fields and hills of warmer climates. They dig holes in the ground to sleep during the day. And they're the only displacer beasts that refract objects to overlay themselves and could do so in their sleep. They hide their holes with near-perfect copies of the foliage over the den entrances. Once night falls, they project the stars onto their hides and stalk smaller creatures for food. They aren't fond of rain, though, because, you know, rain ruins everything. 
interesting that like they just use their thing to protect them from as like a protection like they use it to protect the stars onto their back to just kind of mm-hmm. like hide i assume yeah it's very different than the other ones because a lot of them use it to protect themselves and do like you know yeah. little ruses and stuff whereas these are just like i'm just camouflaging interesting yeah so that is all i have on displacer beach which was like three pages so i had a way too much but that's fine i love learning about kitties it makes up for my nail blog episode being so short that's fine (laughs) so before we get to your questions i do have a game and i think we're gonna play i had two but i think i'm gonna pick monster or ikea furniture because that's my favorite one (laughs) all right let me open up my google real quick (laughs) no 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 (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. Thank you all for listening. I am Cole. If you have been enjoying this show, please absolutely send it to a friend. Share it with somebody. Tell somebody about it. Do whatever. Just like let people know about it because it helps us grow and it's really fun to get more people in on this. It's very fun for us to talk about them. We enjoy making these episodes and we want to spread that to as many people as we can. And honestly, the easiest way for us to do that is with our fans helping us out. That being said, if you're looking for other ways to help us out, you can leave reviews, uh, ratings, whatever you want. And just, just basically like spread the word. You know, you guys got this. You can do it. I believe in you. You're great. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. I had other things I was supposed to say, I'm pretty sure, uh, but I'm looking at my notes right here, and it just says vamp for the next three minutes, uh, and I think that's kind of annoying. So we're just going to go back to the episode now, and you get to listen to me play a fun little game of trying to guess Ikea furniture. Who knows how well that's going to go. We're just going to hop right in. Okay. The first one is Trones. Trones? T-R-O-N-E-S? Perfect. Okay. See, the thing about that, right, it sounds very close to drone, and I could see some dumb uh, creator for D&D being like, oh, yeah, this is, this is, the, this is your trout drone. It's a mechanical flying trout. <laughs> homebrew review next time <laughs> uh, so i can definitely see it being like a D monster okay. but it, uh yeah i'm gonna say it's a D monster it is not is a shoe rack oh okay i think for this i want you to like when you guess kind of like you did right there i want you to like guess what it is too like what attributes it has kind of like you just did i like okay. that okay the next one i have is a I don't know if I'm going to say it right. I'm going to do my best. A lampad or a lampad, however you want to say it. L-A-M-P-A-D. Lampad. Okay. Well, it sounded like you said lamp pad, which makes me think it's some sort of Ikea lamp pad, like a little thing for a lamp, like the base of a lamp thing. Uh, L-A-N-P-A-D. I have no idea what that might be for D&D. 
Um, it'd be some sort of celestial thing, I think, would imagine. So I'm going to say it's an Ikea furniture. This is a monster. It's a nymph of the underworld. Oh, interesting. It's, so it's like actually in Greek myth. Oh. And so now I just want to learn more about those because that's super interesting to me. L-A-N-P-E-D, you said? L-A-M-P-A-D. L-A-N? M, M, like mouse. L-A-M. Lampad. Lampad. However the fuck you say it. Lampod. Companion of Hetike. Okay. I thought that was super cool, though. I saw those and I was like, well, those are going in here. They're gifts from Zeus. Of course they are. Zeus being nice? What? Well, he has to account for all the fuck-ups he does. Well, There's a lot. There's so many. Okay. The next one I have is a Runin. Runin. That sounds familiar. Um... Sounds almost like Ronin, like Japanese samurai. Ronin. It sounds like it'd be a DD creature. Uh I wanna say this is something that you find in like a desert environment. Something like a kind of like a boule, where it's like a can like dive in between sand, like sand mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. I imagine it to be like just like a tiny little creature, like a tiny little like armadillo type of thing that just like rolls around in the sand. That's I love that. That's what I I'm thinking that it is. Much. It's decking. It's decking. <laughs> That's so much worse. No, I'm enjoying your monsters. You're making them over here like this is a deck material. <laughs> this is giving me very strong uh, Drawfy vibes right now. I don't know what that is either. Oh, I think you would. I think you and Austin would actually really like them. They're a YouTube channel. Um, okay. Can you send that to me? Because I'll forget. Sure. I'll send you, you. I'll try to find a fun episode. Some of their episodes are uh, risque. Um, I don't care. Okay. The next one I have is a. Doar. Doar? D-O-A-R-E? D-O-H-W-A-R. D-O-H-W... Oh, God. I'm zero for three right now. I'm going to be zero for four because <laughs> I cannot picture anything that this would be as far as, like, a word that would make sense for a creature. Unless it's, like, two wars. So what the fuck is a war? <laughs> A war could be like a wolf, like a dire wolf, and it could be like a double-headed dire wolf. It could go with that. Um, but I think the answer is it's Ikea furniture. You should have stuck with the monster. <laughs> I am so bad today. <laughs> no, these are hard. Objectively, these are hard. I picked hard ones for you. They're basically space penguins, is how I'm going to describe them. The first picture you see when you Google Dowar um it looks like it's a penguin with a plague doctor mask on yeah they're space penguins i hate them i do too but i also love them it's a very mixed feeling right now no i think i just hate them fair enough they're a merchant race yeah i wish they would uh die (laughs) (laughs) oh no okay i have two more so i have a pin drop a pin drop Torp. Sorry, I can't read. Pintorp. Pintorp. Um, okay. A pintorp is... It's those, like, tiny little bevel things that you use instead of, like, nails sometimes when it comes to furniture. Uh, that, like, you use those... You just, like, it's like a little pin, and then you can glue around it, and that's what holds the furniture together. Okay. Yeah. 
It is furniture. It's a table. Yeah, I'll take it. A table? It's a table. <laughs> it's a table. Pintor. I'm trying to. P I N N T O R P. Pintorp. Pintorp. Maybe I could spell. Pintorp. It's hard. Oh, that's just like. It's a table. That is, yeah, it, it is table. It's just a table. <laughs> yeah. I just want. <laughs> Picture like standard school table. There you go. There you go. It's a pintorp. They're just, I'm, I'm just using Ikea brand names for these. That's all I'm doing. I go on Ikea's site and look up random words. And you know, I'm like, that kind of sounds monsterish. It's working. Okay. I have one more. So I'm probably going to say it wrong. I'm sorry. S- mm. I should practice saying these before. Ah. I'm going to send it to you and see how you say it. How about that? Sure. Okay, thanks. I appreciate you. I would say stones. Yeah, it's it's kind of like stones, but spelled really weird. Stoents. Stoents. S T O E N S E. It's a weird word. If you know how to say it, hmm. email us or something. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. So a stoents, right? They are from the elemental plane of Earth, right? Uh what they are is a construct of moving earth that is just stair formed stair shaped it is living stairs <laughs> that wander around it's a stone palace but if it was stairs yeah no yeah it's just stone stairs that just follow around and just kind of explore so this one is both uh D and furniture actually <laughs> I'll give you it. <laughs> it's a rug. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I like yours. Just making shit up. <laughs> that was my favorite part of that, though. I liked seeing what you thought they were. That was good. Oh, uh, okay. That's all, That's all I'll, I'll I have. Take, I'll take my one and a half out of six. <laughs> they were hard, though. I picked really tough ones. Okay. Uh, all right. I do have some questions about displacer beasts. Okay, I'll do my best. Uh, namely, what do they typically like to eat? You know, I looked at that and I was like, I don't need that information. <laughs> Guess you know what else? When I let's look it up. Let's uh, displacer beast food. I would assume it also like the variant would also probably depend. Like the yeah. aquatic one talked about how it liked to lure fish around. So I assume at minimum carnivorous. I think it's basically they they hunt smaller creatures. It's basically anything they can go. Okay. I don't think they're terribly picky, especially the underdark variant, because there's not a lot of food. So what you're saying is displacer beasts will and have eaten they're flumps. They're goats, yes. Oh. Yes. And I'm going back I to want... our chimera episode where I want a goat headed chimera a goat headed displacer beast. Oh my god. Ooh. I will say when I searched displacer beast food, the first link I got was a Reddit guide, a guide to cooking displacer beast. That sounds like Reddit. Yep. Yeah. I like how there's a TikTok trend for a while about like how you would cook up various Pokemon. Oh, no, I didn't see that. It's, yeah. The first one I saw was Mr. Mime. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so basically they eat anything. Okay. Me too, Displacer Beast. Me too. Mood. But not really. Yeah. How would you use these in campaigns to help further plot? I mean, I think they're just... To me, I feel like they're just good cannon fodder most of the time. 
You yeah. know, like you're in the Feywilds, you need a monster, use a Displacer Beast. You're in the Underdark, you need a monster, use a Displacer Beast. Like they're a challenging enough fight that I think they make an interesting encounter in themselves. Like if you have a good DM who can make it engaging, I think there's enough challenges yeah. just inherently with them that it will be entertaining. And if you also they tend to like fall in that vein of like, this is an iconic creature mm -hmm. that you kind of want to fight in your campaign as a player. Yeah. Like yeah. when I'm if I'm a river player, I want to fight like I want to fight a uh, gelatinous cube, a mimic, and a displacer beasts. Yeah, and then yeah. anything above that is like maybe a beholder eventually, but also yeah. beholders terrify me. So they are. Yeah, I will say I did have a really fun idea for a campaign with them where so due to them being kind of pushed out of a wild by the blink dogs, like they're constantly hunted and stuff like that. They are a lot fewer in numbers than when they came into being or whatever. I don't know what timeline mm -hmm. we're using. So but you I was... set up a blink, a displacer beast love surface. That, or I was thinking about like, what if you had like, you were a conservationist. You're just like, we got to make a displacer beast, like safe spot. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Yeah. I think that would be really hard to do. Probably. Because they wouldn't want to. <laughs> But I, I think that could be an interesting thing if your character was that type of I think person. If you were to try to do that, you'd have to find cubs and raise them yeah. from birth to be like okay with each other. Not monsters. Well, they could still be monsters, just like not aggressive towards each other. Yeah. So I think there's something there that could be really okay. fun. But I mean, they're just fun to fight too. True. So all right. If you had to choose one of your cats to become a displacer beast, which one would it be? And why is it not Ezio? It's not Ezio. God, I do not need him to. No. Hmm. So I'm torn because I think Luna would make a great displacer beast. She's very good at hunting. She's very patient. And she stalks her prey very well. She's like the smallest of all of our cats, but she is the best hunter. So she would be one of those like forest ones. Yeah. She's so cute. Um, and then Mocha, I think, would be hilarious as a displacer beast because she already has no coordination. <laughs> and I love the thought of her just trying to displace and her just failing miserably every time. Is she one of them wobbly cats? She's not super wobbly, but she's not confident. Okay. She she's very scared of jumping on things because more often than not, she fails. Oh, it's very cute and very sad. She's the type of cat who will try and jump on a table and she'll miss and she'll hold on for a little bit and be like, oh, no, save me and then fall. <laughs> and she won't land on her feet. What a idiot. I love her so much. And I also like the thought because she likes to come up and like. She likes to brush my hair when she's very lovely, when she's purring, because if she doesn't brush my hair, she scratches my face and it hurts. Mm -hmm. So she brushes my hair. So I like the idea of her just brushing my hair in multiple spots. Mm. Two of her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not Ezio, though. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. No, Ezio would destroy your entire house. He already does, and there's just one of him. He has a single brain cell, and by God, does he not use it? No, it's not meant to be used. He's an orange cat. They're excused by having any thoughts. Yeah. I kind of wish he would have a couple. Mm. Specifically towards fabric. About not eating it. See, like, 
on the one hand, yeah, but on the other hand, it's so fun it to just fun. see him be a little goofball. It is fun. He laid on my desk. So when I was retyping all of my notes, he laid on my desk the whole time. And so I had to have my keyboard like on my lap. Nice. Because he wanted to be on the desk. And I was like, he's up there. Cute, cute, cute. cute. Anyway. Uh, all right. Last question I have is if you have to create a new type of Displacer Beasts, mm. what would you do? Where would you put it? What unique features would it have? Hmm. Can I do two? Sure. Okay. The first one is I want to have a sand cat displacer beast because that sounds cute as fuck. Mm -hmm. Do you know about sand cats? They're my favorite. Uh, yes. You've okay. told me about them before and I looked them up once and they're like the really tiny, dumb looking yeah. ones, right? Yeah. I love them so much. They're so cute and fierce. Yeah. They're the so, fucking, they're, 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 they're kids. They look like they're babies all yeah, the time. So I want one of those as a displacer beast because I want it to look really cute and then murder you. I think that would be good. Sure. That would be like a good decoy. I don't think they have to look menacing. I think they just have to be cute and adventurers will be like, damn, I need this in my party and then murdered. Easy. Murdered. <laughs> And then another one that would be cool would be like a swamp one. Okay. I feel like that would be a good setting. Like the the tentacles could kind of be like vines and they would I like be like crocodiles and live in like uh, so I'm very much picturing like a crocodile type of creature where it just like sort of floats throughout the uh the water. Mm -hmm. And then like when it senses something nearby, like its tail or whatever, it uses that to like paralyze them. Yeah. 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 So that's like mine. That. Do you have any that you would want? I would really want like more elemental ones. So like I'd want one that like has fire powers of some sort or like can fly. Um so just, yeah, just more like elemental plane ones type That'd of thing. Cool. Yeah. I like that. A stone one. Yeah, it's just a much higher AC. <laughs> yeah. You can't hit me. You can't see me and you can't hit me. I like the idea of the stone one not having the displace ability, but just like <laughs> It just looks like called, one. Still being called a displacer beast because it's just, just as hard to hit. They displace you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have a water one though. Well, I guess I mean they have. So we already have the fish one. Yeah. Though. That's cute. Yeah, I think like, that's why yeah. I thought more of the elemental ones because we already have that water yeah. one. I think like the other ones would be fun too. I think like like the like the fire one creating its own little sunbeams to lay in. I love that. I love that so much. They'll be best friends with the Phoenix. Yeah. Not really. Might as well. Might as well. That's all I have, though. Awesome. That was very fun. That was a long episode. Because yeah. I had to just to read. And also, we <laughs> spent half an hour talking about nothing at the beginning. It's like we're friends or something. What? No. What? How dare I we? I only have enemies. I don't think we're enemies. Um, I don't think well, that's true. Well, I think you're lying to yourself. I never lie. I am a fey creature. I only tell the truth. <laughs> I am super honest all of the time. Always. Yeah. Anyways, thank you all for listening. If you like listening to me and Matcha go on rambles and tangents, go check out our other podcast, ADHD Book Club Pod. If you think it couldn't get worse than it already is, it does. Yeah. We uh, <laughs> are starting Gallant by V.E. Schwab. By the time this episode comes out, we'll be actually probably like almost done with that, actually. Really? Uh, three weeks it's... for this one to come out. So we it's a 10-week book, 
hypothetically. Hold I'm on. Play uh, that. So we have something out this week, right? Yeah, something came out yesterday for mm-hmm. as far as recording. So no two weeks will be dry ads. Okay. And then another, so it's a, four weeks from now. So we'll be we'll be halfway. About fifty percent of the way through. As far as recording, as far as what's coming out there will be, I don't know. We might just be starting it. Who knows? I don't know. I don't. Go check out Any Shiba Pod. We do fun things. We're reading books. We just finished Shorsi. It was really good. It uh, was really good. If you like us and want to support us, share us with friends or family members, fathers, husbands, wives, sisters, brothers, cousins, aunts, uncles, grandmas, granddads. Um, great nieces. Great nieces, great nephews, but no, uh, no regular nieces or nephews, just great nieces and nephews. Right. Uh, they have to really have earned it, actually. They have to have at least gotten the C average. <laughs> we have a GPA requirement here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask us our GPS, please. Thank Mine you. was 4.2. Damn. Mine AP was classes. not. I didn't I do actually don't know if that's bad. true. Now I'm thinking about you. it. I believe you. You don't have to. Um, I believe you. Anyways, thanks you all for listening. We appreciate you very much. Uh, yeah. Leave us reviews. Share us with friends. Or just listen to us. We won't listen. even complain about that. That's That's good. <laughs> yeah, do whatever you want. It's your life. We're just living in it. Yep. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Keepers of the Monster Girls created by Machamello and Cole Driscoll. It is edited by Cole and our intro music was created by April O. Links for everything are in the episode description. Never let anyone know your next move. <laughs>